ओम तेजो सी तेजो मई धेही वीर जमस वीर जंग मई धेही ओजो सी ओजो मई धेही मन्यूर सी मन्युंग मई धेही साहो सी साहो मई धेही ओम शांति 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 ही if algen power art thou fill me with power valor art thou fill me with valor strength art thou fill me with strength vital energy art thou fill me with vital energy resolve against wrong art thou fill me with resolve fortitude art thou fill me with fortitude om shanti 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 peace 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 be unto us <clears throat> so today again our topic is liberation while living that is the third segment of it just to say a few words about the topic itself at the beginning we have learn that the purpose of this life is called is to attain to freedom we are bound bound in so many ways outside circumstances external nature they are always controlling us and with the if with with the help of science and technology we try to overcome that but there are other problems internal problems our mind and our sufferings our our looking at the world how we accept it how we react at it all these create bondage for us it is very difficult for us to be free every because we are living in this world not fully like an awakened person but we are living like a person who is covered with ignorance and as a result misconception about us our life misconception about the truth outside misconception about you and me and god and this universe is creating all this trouble so human nature is always running for this one search one search is running for freedom and freedom and freedom we want to be free free we no one wants to be dominated by anyone no one wants to be controlled by anyone even a little word from your most loving person can hurt you very much hurting means what simple language you feel bound you don't like that you don't want that so this is the position so the point is that we all need this freedom and this freedom is the goal of uh, all human aspirations and ultimate freedom is where there will be nothing but joy and absolute oneness with the divine and with the whole universe so it has been said that sometimes we hope that we'll attain freedom after death but it is more important to have it here and now because there is no guarantee what will happen after death you may go to heaven people may say you have done good act but who knows whether it will be heaven or any other place but it is pure sure if while walking eating living in this body moving in the world can enjoy that freedom that nothing will be able to touch nothing will be able to affect us so this is called freedom not to be just controlled by anything internal or external so this was the our subject and we are referring to a book which is called jivan mukti viveka and we have said that three means have been set there to attain to this freedom one has been said that if you practice the tatva gyana that means the knowledge of the truth knowledge of the reality and second 
we get trouble because our mind is disturbing us all the time. What is called the dissolution of the mind, manonasa. And the third was said that obliteration of the latent impressions, that is the bhashana kshaya, the three words. First of all, tattagyana, if one always analyzes what is the reality, what is the truth, what is not, then naturally the impact of these things will be reduced. Second point is that even if I want, <coughs> there is some push from the background. It is called the latent impressions, which is in us, which forces us to move in one direction. Though we hear many advice, though we want, we think that it is good, but we cannot help but to run in a direction because that is the bhasana, the latent impressions of this life and other life is potent and it is a force which pushes us in one direction. So if we know where, where, the, where the direction is coming, which is forcing me to go this way or that way, if I can know that point, then I can control there. And controlling that bhasana, the before it arises, if we can analyze and do that, then its impact will be less. We have discussed these two topics. Today, we'll be discussing about the dissolution of the mind, because you know, it is a very common topic. It has been discussed many a times. And it is a popular topic because it is mind. We understand the mind. We understand the problems of the mind and how it makes us mad. Uh, our own mind makes us mad. We, we want to put the blame on someone else, but we don't understand that how my mind is creating the trouble. I am bound by my own mind's crazy behavior. How we can make that mind really under our own control or under our own um, limit so that I will be able to uh, manage the mind. So that is the topic called the manonasha. Mana, mana, you know mind. Mind means what? In the Raja Yoga, we have read it again and again. And you all know, we get very much upset when mind is depressed. Mind didn't like what I got. I didn't like it. So I am unhappy. And mind is like a balloon, uh, runs up high. That moment, when something, ah, I got it. But this is so temporary. This moment, it comes, and that moment, it goes away. And my mind is like a baby, it runs after things and gives validity to all these things, which is very important, it appears to your mind. So, mananas is, means mind is either having its pleasure or its pain. That's it. It is called mind is like a ripple. As in the Raja Yoga, it has been said, mind creates ripple. Any see external thing, whatever is outside, it is like a stone. It is coming through the eyes, falling in my... Here is some lake, lake of mind. And it thrown into the mind lake, and it creates a ripple. And ripple means a reaction. And that reaction, I... It is transmitted to the internal organs, as you know, we have talked many times, that is transmitted to the intellect and intellect to the ego, and there is the Atman whose light flashes on it, and I feel, ha, this is bad. Another, another picture comes through the ear, I hear some sound, someone says some sweet words, someone praises someone, oh, it is another stone thrown into the lake of the mind. Only it is going through the ear and then transmitted in the mind, lack ultimately through the senses and all these brain, brain functions and other things. Then it creates another ripple. Ha ha, they are praising me. Ha, they are good people then because they are praising me. <laughs> so, so I feel very excited and I feel very joyful. And then again something, ooh, they are talking about me. Huh? Are you talking about me? If the no sound does not reach your ear, you don't react with that. People may be talking day and night about you. But if that message does not come through some channel, then you are very happy. But after one year, even if you know somebody talked about you, 
and this is the statement. And huh? how can they talk like that? I am such and such. See, immediately it is creating the ripple. If we understand how we are really manipulated by the mind, we, we, we blame everyone. He is a manipulative person, she is a manipulative person. But manipulative, most manipulative is here in the mind. It manipulates according to this, whatever it gets, it gets identified with it. Eh? And identifying with it, it reacts one way or the other. So, it is like through the five senses, always it is bombarded. Eh? There is no rest in the mind. Mind is always ripple, 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 ripple. In a fraction of a second, it may have thousands of ripples. And that is my perception about the world. That, and, and, and perceiving that, I feel excited or I feel unhappy. That's why Raja Yoga, those who are attending to the evening classes, you know, it is very, we, probably we cannot talk anything more than what we read in the Raja Yoga. It is said that this chitta, chitta means the mind, it is vritti means the ripple. It gets rippled, as I said. Some I am, something I am seeing, it is creating one ripple. Something I am hearing, it is creating a ripple. Something touching the skin, it is cold, it is hot. My, my mind is rippled. So this chitta vritti, it is called the vritti means the ripples of the chitta means the mind. Mind stuff, they have said, because not only on the mind, our memory brings into picture our... Uh, Understanding is also there, our ego also functions there. So all these four, they create a one ripple or the other ripple. And this ripple, when it creates, this vrittis create klishta, aklishta. These vrittis are of two nature. Either it will, see how Patanjali, the ancient philosopher have dealt with this issue, that any vritti coming into your heart, it will create either a klishta vritti or a klishta vritti. A klishta means which is troublesome, which is painful, which is pain-bearing. They have translated it as pain-bearing. So it brings either pain, intensity of pain may be little less and more, but it brings either pain or opposite of it, that means little pleasure. And the degree, degree of pleasure may be different, but degree of pain may be different. But each vritti is either creating a pleasure sensation in me or a pain sensation in me. And these two vrittis are like a mad all the time and I am running following that vrittis. But if the vrittis are calmed down, then what happens? Then you can see what is the truth inside. Vrittis are not allowing us to see the truth. We see the surface only. So in the rippled ocean, a rippled lake you go, you cannot see what is in the bottom because it is so much rippled. And so if the mind is calm, that means ripples are less and less. Spiritual practice means lessening the ripples. And not, that means not to allow the mind to react. It has become a spontaneous thing. Anything comes and I react, I jump into it. I, I make myself a part into it. Huh? A, a, a instant participation. We are very enthusiastic in that. Whatever is coming through the eyes and senses, five senses, we are very strongly and very powerfully run into that association with those things. But if it happens for you, I am not. Suppose... Uh, somebody says something about you, I hear that. I can release it. But it is not creating trouble for me. But if it is connected to me, I jump up into it. So this is the situation and that is making us like a mad guy. And this Swami Vivekananda's description again and again comes into our mind. Our mind is like that, what? A monkey. <laughs> monkey mind. And the monkey mind is not only monkey, it has been given to drink some wine. And so you, the mind is now jumping little more. And now this jumping monkey has been bitten by a scorpion. <laughs> then see the condition. That is the condition of the mind Swami Vivekananda described. And you know, mind of the four, five categories. Uh, 
we read in every evening, almost we repeat how many times, but we forget again. <laughs> so, the mind is of the five types. It is called shipta. Shipta mind is as I have described just now. The monkey, drunk, and also bitten by scorpion. Jumping, 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 all the time. There's no rest. It cannot rest any time. Even in the sleep, uh, there is dream. There is no rest. Of course, all of us. But this mind is very turbulent mind. We can say turbulent mind. Kshipta. Then comes the mind. It is called Bikshipta. Bikshipta is a moderate mind. It jumps and also sometimes starts to quiet down. So, not jumping like that monkey drunk and beaten, but it is jumping, occasionally it also quiets down. Then there is a third type of mind which is called murha. Murha means idiot. <laughs> that means it is dull. It does not want to see anything like dull mind is like that when you go to deep sleep. Huh? Even something is happening. Uh, it is lazy, lazy guy. <laughs> Always lying down and mind is not participating in anything. It is not in God. Neither in God. Then if it is God, it is not a mind at all. It is a higher mind. So it is the third condition is the murha. Murha means dull. It is sleepy mind. It is not even rajas. It is in the tamas level. And the next mind is called ekagra. Mind is becoming one-pointed. Huh? That the devotees who are practicing spiritual disciplines every day, when you sit for meditation, all the time is a struggle with the mind. It is the big shift. That's our condition. Jumping, jumping, eh, for a moment, maybe a little quiet. After if we sit for one hour meditation, maybe 59 minutes, eh, 30 seconds, 40 seconds, it will be jumping, jumping, jumping. In between maybe one second, flash, little, and eh, maybe another fraction of a second, little like that. So this is the ekagrit is turning to be one-pointed, ekagra. This ekagra mind, this one-pointed mind is the ground for sabhikalpa samadhi. It is just helps the mind to prepare the ground for sabhikalpa samadhi means to realize the divinity in a personal aspect. And then this ekagra mind, if it moves deeper and deeper and deeper, then it becomes niruddha. It is perfectly, the mind is controlled. That is the point of our topic, manonas. Manonas does not mean you just butcher the mind, but give the mind a perfect state of blessed, blessedness where it will be charged with divinity, charged with joy, unending joy, limitless joy, and nothing of the outside thrown into it will make a ripple into it. So that is the samadhi state. Outside drops away in that state. That is called the nirvikalpa state of samadhi. So it is, it is a way, if we understand this philosophy, that the mind is functioning in so many ways, it can help us to go to samadhi. And it can bring us down to the level of a big shipta, chipta. Huh? All the time turbulent and all the time painful, all the time restless. All the time suffering. Why we suffer? Because our mind is actually rippled. And rippled with the objects. It is like a crystal. Mind has no fault. Mind is like a crystal. If we bring any red flower near the crystal, it becomes red. You bring something which is yellow, the crystal looks like yellow. So mind has no color. But mind gets colored with the object we bring, with the things we bring into our awareness with the, with the uh, actions and reactions with which we see the thing. So this is the point that mononas is very important. Mononas means it is the dissolution of the mind. Mind will dissolve. 
you know, the ripples, if we call about the ripples, when the ripples, they dissolve, where, does, where did they go? Is it death or is it attaining the ocean? Suppose the ripples in the ocean. These ripples will dissolve. Dissolve means where? It goes into the ocean itself. That means it is no loss. It is no destruction. The word is naso means destruction. But this, this, this destruction is not killing. But it is giving a new life. A new dimension into our very being. That is called the mononaso. So now let me connect with the other two talks we have given the other time. Though one attains, you can attain this, as you have said, tattagyana means discussing who am I, who are you, what is me, what is that body, mind or what, what is my entity, what is this universe, is it the matter or is it some energy or is, is it something else, consciousness. So, analyzing in both ways, tattagyana, you can, if you attain to tattagyana, that knowledge, probably you may say, why we are struggling to talk about mananasa, this dissolution of the mind, why? It is like three weapons you have taken at a time, and you are taking help of the, all the weapons to make your journey free and quick, quicker. All the obstacles are there. According to situation, you use your gun or your knife or your uh, fist, whatever you have. So, Mananas, Bhashanakshay and Tatta Gyanu, these are the three means they have described. So, though one may say, we have discussed the other day, that Bhashanakshay, if we can just, just the mind is thinking of some desire. I want this, you know. When you say, I want this, next, all your hand and feet and all our activity moves in that direction. So if you can analyze, is it necessary? Will it give me joy? Will it bring me eternal happiness? If you can just analyze there, then it will hurt happen. The intensity of the desire will be just reduced. Because we have experienced many things like that, like a baby. I want candy. Okay, run for candy. And if you don't get candy, cry and weep and roll down in the floor. We did that. And when we got it, we are momentarily happy. Then again, I will be crying for something else. So we did it. It is not that we have not have any experience of this type of crazy uh, running after things. But now is the time. In the Bhasanaksha means... We have discussed the other day. We have to analyze how we can just analyze a little bit. Is it really good for me? Will it really bring me the, uh, the, that type of peace and blessedness what I am asking for? Will it be really eternal with me? So these are the very basic questions what we are all searching for. So if that is done... You may say this question of controlling the mind, doing these practices are redundant. It says no. It says that though one attains cessation of mind by eradication of the latent desires in the form of impressions, as I have just mentioned, this mananas, the dissolution of the mind practice of this, is necessary along with that, the basana. Uh, that means otherwise one will not be able to establish in the state of controlling the inner impetus of the latent desires. There are an infinite number of desires in our heart. Uh, so how to be established unless one takes care of the mind and every moment try to pacify it. And as soon as pacification comes, then peace will be conjoined with it. Mind. So it is said that mind is the root of all sanshara or of our worldly life. And it is a bondage. Of course, mind is also the cause of our liberation. For ordinary aspirants, it is mastering of the mind is necessary. Why? Because 
to remove fear. Every day we are afraid. Why? Meant nothing is happening, but we are worried. If, if it happens, so it is a mental wave. We are creating that. So it is said it 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 is necessary for us to remove this mastering of the mind. Is necessary. Why? It will remove our fear. The fear, what is always hunting us and always creating a ripple and always pushing us forward, anxiety uh, and suffering ultimately, even sometimes suffering. So it brings these two problems to remove that. This mononas is very much important. And also it is atma, because it does not bring the knowledge of the truth and it does not bring eternal peace and blessedness. For these reasons, we must have to practice this mastering of the mind. And mastering of the mind can be done in two ways. One is the process, what is called the Hatha Yoga path. That means, one, one path is that, it is, hot, it is yogic path, you can say, but it is a different type of yoga. Yoga is that, Kathopanishad that said, you withdraw every object to your organs, eyes, Tell your eye, I will not go outward, I will go to the inward. So I will move towards the inner chamber of mind, mind will turn towards buddhi, buddhi will turn towards ego, ego will turn towards atma. That is the Kathopanishad suggestion. And then there is another process, it is called kramonigraha or gradually trying to master. But two parts are there. One, every day if we sit and think about this universe and me, who is the witness and what is the object? Subject, object. What is subject, what is object? I am the witness and I am observing the object. So if one does that, that means understanding that this object, whatever we see, is changing. That's why in that respect it is, uh, it is not eternal. It is, it is not true. The truth is I, the observer, the conscious entity. So if it is to be understood that my conscious self, I am the observer, I am self-effulgent, and I see the thing. I see through the eyes, I see here through the ears, like that it is I. I see the dream, I see the sleep. That's why I say I had a good sleep. I say I had a dream. I say it happened in Hollywood this way. It happened in Santa Barbara this way. So I, someone in me is observer. So if one can observer and observer, observed, this can be discriminated. Then that is one path. Another path is that those who cannot do much to to that level of observer, observed feeling all the time, it is said, do sadhu sangha, holy company. When you do holy company, what happens? Lack of understanding due to unintelligent brain and unintelligent memory, it helps us to grow into the conviction of the truth that there is something in me which is the conscious entity. Then, then it is Nirodha, as we are talking about Raja Yoga policies, Pranaspannan, the, the vital energy, the throbbing of the heart, beating of the heart, it can be uh, controlled. And as a result, you can attain to Kumbhak state, so that when uh, the truth will be more. Uh, that's why it is practice of these Raja Yoga practices given so much. So this, the, the, the way is said that you have to practice asana, seat, and all these yogi practices and regulated food and also do pranayama according to Guru's instruction. And another point is that bhashana tag, that means to be very careful, to be detached, live in the world, but live like a detached person. We live too much attached. Again and again I raise this question for myself and for all of you. Is there joy in attachment or is there joy in detachment? When I, I want something, I want always to be attached, and I love. 
I love you means what? Attached. And I know I love you is not a bad thing. But when I love means I want to control you. I want you should be smiling like that. You should be talking like that. You should be going like that. You don't do that. Then my love goes. So this is called, that is called attachment. Attachment means authority. I am controller. I love you means I grab you. That is the normal thing. You see, all the problems come there. Why relationships are always getting bitter? Just one point. I want this. I love you means I love you, but you should do like what I want. The love is connected with this only this consideration. If you do something else out of your freedom, but I don't like it, probably my love will be little uh, reduced that day. So this is a constant problem of us. So that's, the, that's why it is necessary to be detached. Love. Ramakrishna loved Swami Vivekananda. It is love, intense love, but detached. It is not that to control. That is the spiritual love is only where there is freedom. At the same time, that joy remains. So this is the detached love. Huh? That means you love the world, you be in the world, but don't try to control it or don't try to be attached, attached like a glue. Huh? What is that? that uh, Velcro. <laughs> It is. It will come out, not that it is so strong, but you have to push it and it makes noise, you know. When you pull the Velcro, it said, So our heart will say, no, no. So like that. If it is done like that, it is little, then it will be separate. And it, you can give freedom to yourself and freedom to the person who we are connected with. So this is the, to, to remain like a detached person and also... Don't think like a very worldly person. Think little broad. Think. Another point they have given the idea. Think. All this intensity of our desires goes away when we think. What is the life? How long it will stay more? (laughs) It has already crossed certain years, so many years, but it is not eternal here. So if you think... Or if we can put our mind into that level of thinking, that this is also not eternal. So if it is not eternal, so it should not be given so much value to destroy all the peace and happiness. So this is another way of thinking how to get detached. Love, but detached. People, you see, examples are given. In India, parents think too much of their children. One... Recently, one person was saying that at the deathbed, father is calling the children and saying, you know, uh, you all stay well, this is my property, you take this, and this is this property, you take like that. And they are saying, dad, now you think of God. We will manage ourselves very well. But now it is your time. We just... and And... They are so sad, they are little, the children are little devoted. They are so sad, the father, talking about this division of the land and property, like that, 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 and he passed away. He said, he could have thought of God, and we are trying, but he again and again diverted into the... That means, you know, it is, I do not know, whatever the uh, state of the mind of that departed soul was there, but his question is that, even that this is the level of attachment which comes because now I am leaving everything. Still I am thinking this, that, that, that area, this house, this land, this money, this thing. I cannot carry anything. Even this body I cannot carry. So what's the question of all these things? If we understand that, then the intensity of clingingness, intensity of clingingness to the things, and the objects will be lessened. That does not mean that we will not eat, we will not sleep, we will not drive a car, we will not have home. No. But we know the reality and that intensity of the mind will be down. And you know then 
how to do this they go for this raja yoga patanjali system again and again you we 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 practice that in our day to day spiritual life it is the eightfold path has been mentioned yama niyama asana pranayama pratyahara dharana dhyana samadhi these are the eight steps no we have read it again and again and this is this can be it, it these are all help to reach samadhi samadhi is the goal on flickering condition of the mind will be there and mind will be ever peaceful that means the mastery of the mind is coming so that ripples will not rise according to its own whims everyday spiritual practice is important because every day as we try to master the mind and give the mind a good thought what happens mind becomes more peaceful more joyful in something which is permanent type of object and as a result ultimately it leads to the samadhi or the final attainment of perfection and this can be divided into two groups one is called the outward samadhi leading to the path of samadhi another is the inward outward is the yama niyama asana and pranayama pratyahara you know yama you know yama is what ahimsa eh what is that non injury satya truthfulness by speech word and thought truth may be one thing i am saying something wrong something other truth means it should be followed by me should be like this what i say what i think what is inside me what is outside me and my action three should be in tune that's why it is satya astyo astyo means not to steal not to steal anyone's thing what is the stealing means what is not mine if i take it that is called stealing so if we become elaborate the meaning of this we will find that what is not mine in the world and what i grab that means not not mine means something in the world it does not belong to me but i lustfully look at that i lustfully greedily want to accept it mentally that is called as uh, the theft theft is gross theft is that i grab shoplifting eh? that's a theft <laughs> or taking someone's parts is a theft but finer level of theft is that which my senses are accepting it does not belong to me if it of course if it leads you to the consciousness of god then that is not objectionable but that which takes us to the body mind emotions and bind us into the world that is called the theft asteo asteo is opposite of that brahmacharya you know thinking of holy thoughts noble thoughts keeping the mind in god keeping the mind in holiness aparigraha aparigraha is not accepting things not accumulating things not accepting gifts too much i have discussed it again and again because if we take something you feel like giving something that means you feel obligation obligation is a bondage is it not if you think in that way obligation is a bondage but for social living we need that thing that is not objectionable but going too much into it is for a yogi for a person who is trying to make the mind ripple free that person should help himself or herself from this 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 type of thought this type of worries oh i have not offered it i should have to give it so so it brings suffering and it brings worries if one collects and preserves something collecting and preserving what is also there what is means uh, the insect can bite your beautiful dress or <laughs> not here 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 insects are uh, thrown out much before it can bite but in india you can keep a good uh, sari or your dress eh? 
it is likely to be torn and likely to be eaten away by some insects. Or whenever someone may steal, you have something which you like and keep it preserved, but someone may steal it. So these are the worries and anxieties if you collect and preserve. Attachment comes to hold on. If you collect, then I like it. I like it most. And if anything happens to that object, then suffering comes to us. It does not mean that it is, uh, that, that if what, how much we need and how much is essential. Beyond that, that should be the point of thought that unnecessary accumulation of things because someone gives you. And a finer sense is also there when someone gives you, gives this, the person. We all have our own thought waves. So whatever we give, we give with those thought waves. Touch of thought waves go there in a subtle way. So if you take it from a holy person, then it's good. But if a person is of a very bad character, you take it, your mind will be a little infected by that. It is like a pollution because its effect goes into that. That's why yogis are very careful about that. We are not yogis, but we are reading the yoga book. But <laughs> that's why they are talking such strong words, which sometimes is difficult for us to relate. But don't get disheartened. This question is that they are talking about the you want to samadhi, yoga, and the highest of that. So there should be no impure thought vibration, impure thing to your mind will think of God. Why to think of the dress? I have this, uh, suppose, a costly costume. You, if you have a costly costume, say you have a beautiful jacket, which is maybe $500 jacket. Naturally, you will have to think of that uh, several times. Did you keep it in the right place or in the wrong place or it is getting dirty or it is... So worries and anxieties come along with the accumulation of things. So this is one point. This mind is getting rippled into some other thought which is for a yogi is a distraction, is a loss of energy. Yogi wants to give the whole energy focused to God and God and realize now and here, this book we are reading, now and here, it is not talking about after life, 25 life afterwards, okay, God will come and give you a vision. No, this is not the goal of this reading. This reading is now and here one wants to have God realization. So, they should be very careful what they are accepting, what they are receiving, what they are eating, what they, how they are sleeping, how their mind is uh, thinking. So naturally, that's why it is so rigid. So, attachment comes, jealousy comes, with these different types of objects. Mm. And this is called Yama. Why? Because it protects the yogi from forbidden things like injury, uh, truth, truth uh, lie, and all this uh, thinking of lower thoughts. It protects. That's why it is called Yama. Yama, you know, Yama is the god of death. Huh? He holds. And out of his fear, everyone does right thing. So, this is Yama. These are principles. If one takes these vows of non-injury, you say, your non-injury idea is a, is a vow. And that is itself like a Yama. When I do something wrong, my mind will say, hey, why are you doing that? It's not good. Stop it. So, it is an internal control. Yama is controlling internally. That's why all these five are called Yama. And Niyama, you know, the so the socha socha means the purif purification of the body and also means purification of the mind santosha santosha means satisfaction eh? just to be pleased with whatever minimum things i need otherwise more and more and more more means more work more running after things and more troubles and there is no time for god realization then tapa Anything comes in life to feel like that it is I am doing some austerity. I am doing austerity for God. Huh? I don't do it, but the circumstances have put me into such a situation. So I am wiping out some of my bad karmas. Taking such attitude, mind becomes peaceful. These are all how to make the mind peaceful. 
you can aggravate your feeling and you can be angry and uh, totally restless under these circumstances. Also, you can take a right course to solve that problem and keep the mind peace by this following this path of tapas. Tapas means austerity. Austerity means I did sometimes some bad karma. It is fallen upon me now. Now it is going away. You are paying off the loan. So naturally you have to be a little uh, miser. Or not miser. You have to be a little um, uh, going through a hard time because your bank balance is getting uh, down and you have to live in an austere life. All the things you used to do before, you cannot do that because your money is lessened. But it is good you are paying off your loan. Mortgage is gone. If you give high rent and your mortgage is gone, house is yours. So, tapas. So you can take it in a different way. That this is the tapas means austerity. Whatever comes or falls upon us in our journey of life, pains and sufferings and disease and uh, some untoward situation, we can think that it is just wiping out my bad karma and I am doing some austerity to clean so that my mind will be purer and purer. So this is tapas. Swadhyaya is study and spiritual practices. Japa, repeating the holy name, uh, reading holy books, holy company, these are also considered. Ishara pranidhana means surrendering to the fruit, everything to God. Huh? I am your servant, O Lord, refuge to God. Isharapranidana, or thinking of God all the time. They have described that this, out of these five rules of niyama, niyama means rules, you have to follow this, this, purity of the heart and mind, this contentment, this austerity, this study and scriptures or japa, etc. These are do's and don'ts, so to do's. But out of this, this surrender to God is another direct path for God, samadhi. The book has mentioned that you can, by surrendering yourself to God, this is a new angle of putting this word. We take it as only niyama. Okay, uh, offer everything to God. But no, only by this one can attain absolute samadhi by surrendering one to God, the absolute. Ishara pranidhanani. By surrendering the fruits of all actions, of all thoughts to God. So this is the path which helps one person. And it is said that these two are to be, these five and five, ten, are to be practiced by all. But if you want to pay more attention, to pay more attention to the Jama, that's why Buddhism stands on Ahimsa. They have taken out of the so many only ahimsa as a major thing. They don't believe in God or any other thing, but the question is ahimsa, non-injury. Vedanta brings, why you will be non-injury? Because there is same me, a spark of me is there. I don't want to hurt myself, so I don't want to hurt you, because in you is me. So that is the ahimsa philosophy. But anyhow, this Jivan Mukti Vivek recommends that if you cannot follow the ten, first five, yama, and the second five, niyama, better you do yama, and that will bring the result, if you cannot jointly do, that will bring you closer to that realization. Anyhow, these are all different way, many ideas are given in this book. Now, this two types of samadhi we have talked about, and we have talked about that it can be attained in this life by practicing changing the condition of the mind from the turbulent mind, shipta, the first one, leading, pushing it to go towards big shipta. That means sometimes calm, sometimes turbulent. Pushing that to the ekagra, one-pointed. We are not talking about those who are mudha. Mura means dull. They are not in the purview of this discussion. 
So <laughs> they have no taste for God. They have no taste for knowing anything. They have nothing. They live in the world like a clay of, um, that a lump of clay. Eat, be, drink, and be merry. That's okay. That's another life. But the question is, those who want to know the truth, mind is alert. For that, those type of people, shifta, uh, this turbulent mind should lead to the big shifta mind. That means occasionally turbulent, occasionally it is peaceful. That should lead to niru, ekagra, one-pointed mind. I'm thinking of the divine in my own way. Suppose you are thinking of Rama, someone's thinking of Durga or whatever, Krishna or Kali or Brahman or Atman, whatever. Ekagra, mind is pointed, pointed, pointed. So this ekagra is leading to the state of sampragata. Sampragata means with God with the finite form. And now, if one can go to the next stage, that is nirodha. That means mind is so calm and serene, there is no ripple at all. But there is one ripple they call, it is the Brahma ripple. I am infinite. And that huge ripple, there is no two there, only one. And the ripple drops and the knowledge dawns and he is lost. His mind is died. So the ripple arises, it is called the mind, still mind, but very pure mind, very perfected mind, ekoagra means one-pointed, and that has come to the one unified uh, mind. And that unified mind dies when knowledge dawns. So this is the, the awesome pragyata samadhi, or you can say it is the final destination of spiritual life to reach this, this Samadhi of Nirvikalpa Samadhi. And now it is said, if one attains to this Nirvikalpa stage, it is going towards that, what happens? The scripture says that this heart will be fooled more and more. It will tend towards Prashanti. That means, Shanti means peace. Prashanti means eternal peace. The mind Till the beat of mind will be there, reaching the perfect perfection when it will die. Before that death, the mind is enjoying the bliss, the blessedness, more and more and more intensely. It is called the prashanti, pravahoe, flow. That's why Ramakrishna gave the explanation that it is a flow of joy. Eh? Like the waves of, uh, waves of joy, waves of ocean of joy. It flows into the mind. An incessant flow of peace, and then it attains to perfection. So, what is the practice then? What we have to do? In some, some and substance, we have to make the chitta, our mind, mind staff, mind, ego, memory, and intellect. These we have to show, make it ripple free. If we, our sadhana should be, now onward, make the mind ripple free. How? I look at you, I see you. How can I make the ripple free from this to this? I am looking four people. My mind is one, two, three, four, five, six. As I am looking, all the ripples are in my mind. How can I stop it? There it comes the spiritual sadhana. It says that it is to be seen God. Just keep your one idea, who is manifested through this form? Who is manifested through this form? If you just create a different spiritual attitude in it, then all the forms we are seeing, like the example given, that the, all the bracelets and the uh, chains and everything in, made of gold, is nothing but gold, only differences in the shape and form, that is the difference, bangles and all these things. But it is nothing but gold. As our Upanishads say, Ekena, Mitpindena, it's one clump of clay. That has created so many clay models. It is nothing. All the clay models you keep, they are models that look different, but it is nothing but clay. If it, one can think, in this way, chitta vrittis are generated. Then what will happen? That 
it will see the same thing here, same thing there, same thing there. So it will be continuous flow of God consciousness. And this practice is continuous to be continuously to be done, as you have read. It is called Abhyasavairagya. Two ways they are mentioned. One will have to repeatedly do it every day. It is called Abhyasa. And Bairagya means to know, to separate it from the eternal and the non-eternal and to detach from that. Bairagya. Abhyasa and Bairagya. The scripture has suggested two things. Try to control the mind, not to control, to master the mind every day, incessantly, while walking, while seeing, while looking, while talking, while meditating. Try to help the mind to lead into this practice of consciousness of the divine. Think again and again and think if you, what is the essential in the non-essential. Apparently we are making a distinction essential and non-essential. But ultimately it is all one thing. There is no non-essential. As I just said, it is all clay models. Everything made of clay. That is the point when Nirvikalpa comes. But before that, we have to practice. We have to practice that it is all made of one thing, but there is the apparent outside and inside. Outside and inside. Inside is the consciousness, outside is the material thing. So it is for us, as a student, to practice the non-essential and the essential. That is called nitta, nitta vastu vichara. What is nitta, eternal? What is anitta, non-eternal? To, to discriminate that, that is called vichara. Nitta, nitta vastu viveka. Huh? That is called the vichara. And that is to be practiced every day, every day, every moment. And as a result, mind will be day by day peaceful because they know that one substance is at the back of everything in the name and form. And all the diversity what I am seeing, it is only outside I am seeing. And when the mind will be purified, this mind will say, oh, 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 there is no outside, there is no inside. It is only one absolute consciousness on them. And this dissolves. When Rama, see, we, we may question this, how it happens. It happens in our life. Suppose we go to dream. What happens to this world of name and form? To me it is gone. Only the dream world is the only reality. And how can you say this world is so real? Now we can say it is real, but in the dream it has no value to me. And again, when I, I am here, my dream is meaningless now. So either this is true or the dream is true. Or the dreamless sleep is true. Neither of these three states are true because it is only changing, changing, changing. When you are in the awakened state, this is all true. Hard, solid, liquid, gas, everything is there. But it dissolves. Why does it go? That's the point. When the mind dissolves, the world dissolves. And when mind is awakened into the consciousness of the divine by yogic practice, goes to samadhi, then all this duality drops. This question does not arise, why this suffering? Why did we come? Why we are here? These questions will no more be there. Mind will be perfectly free. So, this is the two ways, Abhyas and Vairagya. That is the suggestion. And if it is done and it is practiced, I can make another four, but it will be too much. So, so I will not do. But the question is that we can think this way, that these three can be taken together according to our time, according to our mood, according to our temperament. This tattva jnana, the knowing what is the real and the unreal, this analysis, focusing on the, the subconscious mind's play, how it puts an impetus in us, each, we are all born, maybe we have family, three people, three children are born in the same family. One is dedicated to God so much deeply, another is running after fighting with someone, eh? another is uh, becoming a highly mu great musician, another maybe the, what are the tendencies pushing them to be like that as they are? Scriptures say it is the bhashana, the potent, latent impressions, which is a force leading them. And the third one is this 
control of the mind or mastering of the mind. By any means, be free. That is the goal of life. Thank you. Om Ayur Nasyati Pashyatang Pratidinam Yati Kshayang Yovanam Pratayanti Gata Punaranadivashakaru Jagadvakshaka Lakshmi Stoyo Taranga Vanga Chapala Vidduchalam Jeevitam Tasman Ma Saranagatang Saranadatang Raksha Raksha Dhuna O Lord, with the passing of every day, the duration of life is seen to shorten and youth decays. The days that are gone never comes back. Take time, verily is the devourer of the world. Fortune is as fecal and short-lived as the ripples on the surface of water. And life itself is momentary, like a flash of lightning. Therefore, O Thou, the refuge of all, do protect us even now who are seeking refuge in You. Om peace, peace, peace be unto us all. This I did to remind what is our life and what is the truth. This, the sages have thought this way. So though it is a reputation, almost it is a favorite reputation because really life is every day passing away this way. Time is shortened, but we don't think that way. Then we can, if we, yes, if we know this, then we can utilize our time in a much effective way. So that inspires us. Thank you all. We'll be meeting in the Swamiji House, in the greenhouse now.